Hello, and welcome to the RamGad Pod, the Realtors Association of Maui Government Affairs Director podcast. I am your host, Jason Economou, Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui, and this is my podcast. Today is March 11th, 2020. It is a Wednesday, and this is more of a casual episode, just me giving you updates on some of the things that I've been tracking. We had our big call for action last week, and so I don't have a guest today. I just really want to address some major issues that are impacting the realtor community here on Maui right now things that we're looking at, things that you should be aware of. And uh, let me just jump right into it. So first and foremost, thank you. Thank you to all of those who participated in my call for action last week. We had 351 unique actions that were taken according to the Real Strategies dashboard that I got. Um, 367 total actions overall, and we had over 200 members who participated in the email portion of the call for action alone. And that's pretty good. That's an okay response rate. It's not as high as I was hoping for, but it was certainly enough to make a difference. And in addition to that, we had a ton of people who actually showed up for the meeting on Friday. So many people came that they had to do two sessions of the meeting back to back. And we had people lined up out the door and around the building. I was extremely proud of the response. And I think we really did make an impact with our numbers and with the points that we were making. So let me start off with that STRH phase out plan. So STRH is the short term rental homes. There was a big meeting on Friday, March 6th regarding the planning department's idea to phase out short-term rental home permits. Now, just to reiterate, these are only the legal short-term rental homes that are permitted under Chapter 19.65 of the Maui County Code. Uh, We're not talking about illegal short-term rentals. We're not talking about the Minnetoya properties right now. Um, Right now, I'm just talking about the county's plan to phase out the legal permitted short-term rental homes in Maui County and more specifically the island of Maui itself. There are approximately 193 of these short-term rental homes on the island of Maui. So that was really the issue. The planning department provided a presentation and though they said they would be interested in community feedback at this meeting, The department chose not to take public testimony because, well, there were just too many people there. At least I think that's why they chose not to take it. Um, Overall, this meeting was a bit of a farce. Now, don't take my word for it. I want you to check out the videos that's available um, on the Maui Vacation Rental Association's Facebook page. I think they set up a YouTube page as well. I'll link to their Facebook page in the uh, show notes for this episode, so you can you can check it out there. But they posted, I think, three videos that, that cover one of the sessions that they had that afternoon. And you could see how it all went. Uh, you could see that what little information that was presented by the planning department to bolster their arguments was really primarily related to unregulated short-term rentals and not specific to the approximately 200 permitted short-term rental homes on the island of Maui. Which, whenever we commented and when we were telling people to show up, 
the planning department repeatedly said, you need to focus on just the, the STRH homes. This meeting's not about Minnetoya. It's not about anything else. And so that's what we did. But the data they presented was not specific to the STRH homes, the short-term rental homes. So though the question of why the planning department is considering this action was asked a multitude of times in various ways, there was no real answer provided. Now, the first answer was that these homes are impacting housing affordability, but the planning department provided no data to support that claim, and they didn't bother expounding on why they held that belief. In fact, when somebody asked about the prices of these 200 permitted short-term rental homes, and if they could even be converted to affordable housing, the planning department had no response, and when I offered to share the data that RAM had compiled, they actually cut me off from sharing that data. Now, since this is my show, and nobody's going to cut me off at the microphone, I'll share it with you now. So out of the um, 192 homes that we looked at on the island of Maui that have these short-term rental homes, um, 14 of them are over $5 million. 94 of them are between $1 million and $5 million. 65 of them are between $500,000 and $1 million, and 19 are under $500,000. So of those properties that are under $500,000, those 19, um, we'll call those affordable in this market. We'll, we'll say those are relatively affordable. So of those 19 potentially affordable short-term rental homes, 15 of them receive their tax bills in Hawaii, and only four are linked to out-of-state addresses. So that suggests that the most affordable homes, the ones that are most likely to potentially be converted to affordable housing or sell at, a, at an affordable rate, are already primarily owned by Hawaii residents. Um, the four that are linked to out-of-state addresses, somebody brought up at the meeting that um, they have an out-of-state address for business purposes, but they are full-time residents of Maui County. Their, their family lives here and works here, and that house has been in their family for a while. So if we're looking to, to just you know, help the folks who are here and, you know, for lack of a better term, screw over the, the outside investors, this, this doesn't seem like the best way to do that, and it doesn't seem like this would be converted to affordable housing. And as we've argued multiple times before, the, you know, less than one half of 1% of all of the homes sold in Maui County uh, over the past 10 years have been granted a short-term rental home permit. This is not a factor when it comes to housing prices. These homes are expensive because they are legitimately expensive properties, not because they were bought and sold at a premium in hopes that they would eventually serve as short-term rentals. We've got the five-year moratorium um, that you need to own a property for five years before you could even apply for a short-term rental permit. So that really keeps a lot of people from, from having that as a primary consideration when they're determining how much they're going to pay. So the affordability window or affordability argument kind of goes out the window. Now, the second answer as to why the planning department is considering a phase out of short-term rental homes is because, and I quote, 
people in the public are complaining that they no longer know who their neighbors are. Now, I do believe that this is bothersome to a lot of people, and rightfully so. Um, there is significant value in knowing your neighbors from various perspectives. But that complaint is not specific to the roughly 200 permitted short-term rental homes that we have. In fact, when asked about complaints that were specifically against the permitted short-term rental homes, the planning director admitted that there may be a handful of complaints. But the bigger question I have is, really, is it the purview of the planning department to make sure that people know who their neighbors are? And if so, is this the way we should be doing it? I don't think the answer to either of those questions is yes. The planning department's mission statement is, quote, to manage growth in a sustainable manner that balances our economy, culture, and environment. Quality service is provided by seeking efficiency and offering consistent and timely information with integrity and aloha. That's it. That's that is their mission statement. Um, it, it doesn't say anything in there to me that they're there to make sure that I know who my neighbor is. Now, maybe that has to do with managing growth in a sustainable manner. Um, there, there is evidence that, that neighborhoods that are more tight-knit and um, where people know each other recover better from um, natural disasters. So if that were the argument being made, that's great. But, but in this circumstance, that's not the argument being made. It's just that the planning department says that people don't know who their neighbors are, so they're trying to figure out a way to help them know who their neighbors are. I, I don't believe that this is the way. Um, you know, if, if you disagree with me, then I'm sure you can at least see that there, there may be better ways for the planning department to go about achieving the goal of having me know my neighbor. You know, heck, the, the planning department could, could distribute money for people to throw block parties. And that would be more effective than punishing the law-abiding property owners and foregoing millions of dollars in additional tax revenue. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just some guy. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind a block party. I think my block would, would have a, a great block party. And then we'd at least get the additional tax revenue. Now, another argument that the planning department put forth was it was a graphic that was a sustainability triangle. And they explained the need to balance economic development, equity, and the environment. The claim was that, the, that economic development is currently overrepresented in the sustainability triangle. Now, if you want to, to see what I'm talking about, and I highly encourage you to, to go check out what I'm talking about, go to the planning department's website. Uh, I'll do it right now as we're talking so I can tell you how easy it is. You know, Google Maui planning department. The first thing that pops up, MauiCounty.gov planning department. If you click on that first link on their page, there is under hot, hot topics, the second bullet point has the link to the proposal to phase out short-term rental homes. So you can click on that link and I'll go ahead and provide a link in the show notes as well. Um, 
and it brings you to their PowerPoint presentation. And right now I'm referencing uh, the fourth slide out of 18 on this PowerPoint presentation. This is the sustainability triangle. So as I said, the claim was that economic development is currently overrepresented. Now, I asked, how will phasing out short-term rental home permits balance the sustainability triangle? And the planning director straight up said, I can't answer that. At which point, several people got up and just walked out of the meeting. If you can't tell me how this will help balance economic development with equity and environment, and that's what you're leading your presentation off with, or at least that's part of your presentation, then that shouldn't be part of your presentation. If, it, if it's not relevant, if it doesn't directly apply to the subject matter, and you don't have an answer when somebody says, hey, how is, how is this balancing sustainability? How is this, this working in? Um, then clearly you just didn't prepare or you didn't think that that it was important to have answers to questions that you should fully be able to anticipate. Um, now, finally, I guess the main argument from the planning department was that the original intent of the ordinance passed in 2012 was to get all operations in compliance. But there's still a lot of illegal operations out there, so it hasn't succeeded in what its original objective was. Well, Someone in the room on Friday rightly pointed out that people are actually blocked from getting an STRH permit if they ever operated without one. So that's what's actually keeping the ordinance from achieving its original intent, intent according to the planning department. If, if the original intent was that if you were um, operating without a permit, that you're supposed to go through the permitting process and get into compliance, but then they say if you ever operated without a permit, you can never get in compliance. Well, of course, that is going to frustrate the original intent. Um, so I think that's what's actually keeping the ordinance from achieving its original intent. But more importantly, the planning department never explained how banning the legal permitted short-term rental homes will stop the illegal operations. Um, it's, one of the, it's one thing to criticize the original law and modify it to make it better, to, to make it meet its objectives, but to just rip up the law completely meets no objective at all. The analogy that, that I keep on hearing floated around is that it's like the county uh, decided that because people are, are speeding and they they're keep on driving above the speed limit, we should just revoke everyone's driver's license. Now, you can't figure out who's breaking the law, so you just make it illegal for everyone. That's cool. I guess that works. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, overall, I have to say that I was disappointed. Now, I am honestly a fan of planning director Michelle McLean. I think that the planning department generally does an amazing job. I do not envy their work, and I do not believe I could do any better of a job. I am not suited to ever be planning director um, or, or really be in that sort of position. I mean, it's, it's a really difficult job that I have the utmost respect for. 
But because of my high regard for the planning department and really for for the Victorino administration overall, I was really surprised at how little preparation seemed to go into this meeting and providing answers to legitimate questions. So, you know, one example, the department couldn't answer the question of how much tax revenue would be lost by the county if they got rid of legal short-term rental homes. This is one of those questions that really should have been anticipated from the outset. I mean, anybody could see that question coming from a mile away. And it's also one of those questions that could have been answered in a matter of minutes with just a phone call. And it wasn't. So, so that's disappointing. Um, the fact that they didn't take public testimony was pretty disappointing, though the public did a great job of getting their, their opinions heard. There was um, some really powerful uh, comments from a young lady who's a housekeeper in Paia. And she basically said, listen, I, can't, I, I already can't afford my $1,000 a month rent for the, the single bedroom that I have in somebody's house. And now you're telling me that you are going to take my employment away from me by closing down these short-term rental homes that I make a living cleaning. So if you shut them down and I no longer have houses to clean in Paia, well, what am I going to do for work? How am I going to afford my rent? How am I going to afford my bills? And really the, the county's only response was, well, you could see if the hotels are hiring. And those are union jobs. Now, I don't know about you, um, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs prefer not to give up on their businesses and go work a union job for the hotels. Um, and I think that's, that's fair. You know, I, I don't think it's right to, to tell people that you're going to put them out of business and, um, you know, they don't have to worry because maybe if they're lucky, the hotels will hire them because, you know, that's a lot of assumptions. That's a lot of assumptions and it's playing with, with people's livelihoods. And I just don't like that. So hopefully they're better prepared in the future. I fully anticipate this issue will continue to move forward and I sincerely hope that future meetings come with more thoughtful answers to questions. Um, for now, we need to continue monitoring this issue and we need to pay attention to related issues. And, and you know, by way of related issues, um, one such related issue is uh, it brings me to an opportunity for you guys to provide testimony if you want. So the Maui County Council has a meeting on Friday, March 13th at 9 a.m. That's this Friday. March 13th, 9 a.m. It's going to be on the eighth floor of the county building located at 200 South High Street, Wailuku. And there are a lot of items on the agenda and a lot of bills that the council will be voting on, including some resolutions related to charter amendments, you know, like a, an office of managing director. And I think you guys should definitely check out the agenda for that. I'm going to post a link to that in the show notes as well and uh, in Thursday things as well. But for now, I actually want to draw your attention to a county communication above the other stuff. And, and this is something that, that, you know, won't be county action per se. This is a county communication, and it's county communication 20-194. And this is regarding 
referring to the Maui and Lanai Planning Commissions, a proposed bill to amend the comprehensive zoning ordinance relating to short-term rental home permits on Maui. Now, this county communication asks for a draft ordinance to be referred to the Maui and Lanai Planning Commissions because the charter, the Maui County Charter, requires planning commission review on proposed land use ordinances and amendments and requires the planning commissions to provide findings and recommendations to the council. So once this draft legislation is reviewed by the planning commissions, it will then come back up to the council with uh, recommendations and findings, and then the council will take action from there. The reason I want you all to be aware of this, and if you so choose, provide testimony. You can provide written testimony via email, uh, or you can show up in person and provide in-person testimony. But the reason I want you all to be aware of this is because it also deals with the short-term rental home ordinance, and it would amend chapter 19.65 of the Maui County Code. Now, unlike the planning department's idea of phasing them out completely, phasing out short-term rental home permits completely, this would significantly alter the caps that are already present in the ordinance. So the caps would be adjusted in each of the residency areas as follows. So in HANA, the cap would go down from 30 permits in that area to 23 permits. The Kihei McKenna area, the cap would go down from 100 available permits to 46 available permits. In the Makoao, Pukalani, and Kula area, it would go down from 40 to 11 permits. In Paia Haiku, that was already lowered to 55 permits several months back, and they put additional restrictions on operations within the special management area. In the Wailuku Kahului area, the cap would go down from 36 to 6 permits. West Maui, it would go down from 88 to 63. Uh, Molokai, um, they already set their cap at zero, and this would set Lanai's cap um, at 20. Right now, they don't have a cap. So overall, what this, what this essentially represents is it would put the caps at the current current permit holders and it would really cut the overall available permits essentially in half. Now with recent economic forecasts related to COVID-19, I don't think this is such a great idea. I, I just don't think the county should be exploring anything that will further hinder our, our tourism sector. Um, you know, Civil Beat had a couple of stories just yesterday and today dealing with um, economic forecasts. The University of Hawaii, I think it was, is predicting a 10% drop in tourism revenue related to COVID-19 this year. Um, I think a, another economic report came out that says that up to 6,000 people um, could lose their jobs because of this downturn um, in tourism, because we're so dependent on tourism. So I understand bolstering other economic sectors right now and promoting other um, means of revenue for the county and for our people. However, going after short-term rental homes, uh, I, don't, I don't like it. Now, I'll be there to testify on Friday, and I'll be urging the council to abandon further actions that could be economically detrimental to the legal short-term rental homes. Um, 
Instead, I think they could focus their time on efforts, uh, time and efforts on other endeavors that might actually help us. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, moreover, I just want to touch back on the original intent. If the original intent of the ordinance was to get operators in compliance and out of the shadows, why would we drastically cut the number of available permits pretty much suddenly and without cause? I just, you know, once again, this is the county frustrating the purpose of the original ordinance and then saying, well, the original ordinance didn't achieve its purpose, so we need to scrap it. I just don't like it. It seems, um, you know, the, the conspiracy part of my brain is wondering if, if people in the planning department are working with people in the county council to, to make it look like Maui County hates short-term rental homes. Maybe it's just natural. I don't know. I, I doubt there's any any big cabal going on, but it, it really does make me wonder what the county is thinking. Now, another opportunity to testify is at the state level that you might be interested in. I have gotten a lot, a lot of calls about Senate Bill 3110 making its way through um, the, the state house right now. I want you to Go ahead and when you get a chance, go to capital, C-A-P-I-T-O-L, dot Hawaii, dot gov. And that is the Hawaii State Legislature uh, website. And it's actually pretty, pretty easy to use. Now, this bill, Senate Bill 3110, it would prohibit non-resident aliens in businesses and trusts that are significantly controlled by non-resident aliens from acquiring certain residential property in the state, except as otherwise provided by law. This bill was introduced in the Senate. It passed through the Senate and has now crossed over to the House of Representatives. This bill has now been referred to three House committees, but does not have any hearings scheduled yet. It, it just passed over on the 9th. Um, after reviewing the bill, which is actually a pretty short bill and everybody should take a look at it because it, it will impact you, I don't think it violates the Constitution of the United States. And I, I can see this making its way through the Senate. Um, as I said, this bill will impact real estate in Hawaii HAR, the Hawaii Association of Realtors, has submitted testimony at its previous committee hearings in opposition to its passing. Um, right now, you, can't, you cannot submit testimony until it gets a hearing schedule. But you all might want to monitor this one on your own and be ready to submit testimony when it does get a hearing. I'll, I'll notify everybody via, via the podcast and Thursday things when, when that opportunity arises. Um, the way to do that right now is to register at capital.hawaii.gov and use the tools available right in the middle of the, that landing page um, to, to monitor and track this bill. And then when it becomes time to submit testimony, you can easily submit testimony online through there. Um, if you want help getting set up, you can feel free to give me a call and I'll walk you through it. I've, I've walked a couple of people through it already. I, it's really more intuitive than a lot of websites um, that I've been to. I'm, I'm impressed that, that the state has this website set up and uh, I really don't mind. So my, my number, I'll give you my cell number. It's 808-308-9015. And um, please don't prank call me. And uh, yeah, 
So Senate Bill 3110, it's a triple referral. There's a lot of ways for this thing to not make its way out um, to to the governor's desk, but um, but this could possibly get pushed through. There are similar laws in other states that uh, have not been overturned on any sort of constitutional grounds. So, so this one might stick around. It will impact real estate. I, uh, I'm inclined to agree with my colleague Ken Haraki on Oahu that this bill is is bad for our members. So I encourage you all to to look at it and um, let your voices be heard. Participate. And COVID-19. I want to talk to you guys about the coronavirus. If you are listening to this today, on March 11th, Wednesday, Mayor Michael Victorino will be discussing updates on COVID-19 and answering some frequently asked questions during his Holo Imua television show airing tonight at 7 p.m. on Akaku channel 55. Uh, You can watch it live online, or you can also catch the recording online if you want. I plan on watching online since I don't have a television. Uh, Mayor Victorino will be joined by host Bill Snipes and guest Dr. Lauren Pang of the Maui District Health Office and Dr. Lee Weiss, medical director and chairman of the Maui Memorial Medical Center's Emergency Department. The show will provide a general overview of the coronavirus each agency's response, and what the public can do to protect themselves and prevent the spread of illness. Now, aside from Mayor Victorino's comments, I encourage you all to check out the guidance for realtors that was put together by the National Association of Realtors. Uh, You can go to nar.realtor slash, oh, I lost the webpage, but I can get you all linked to that, or you could just Google NAR coronavirus. And uh, I think that'll actually take you to that that page. Um, Now, some of the basic advice that they share, and that I'm going to share with you here, the same preventative measures recommended to prevent influenza are also effective in reducing the risk of contracting or spreading coronavirus. These measures include staying home if you have a fever, cough, shortness of breath, or any other cold or flu-like symptoms washing your hands frequently with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with an unwashed hand. Avoid closing or uh, avoid close contact with anyone who is sick. Uh, Avoid cleaning or actually I should say you should clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces and cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you cough or sneeze or cough or sneeze into your sleeve. Now, I will be honest with you all. I am very concerned over the consequences of this virus, and I really, really, really hope I'm wrong. I hope there's no reason for me to be concerned. A lot of people are saying things like, you don't need to be worried if you're young and healthy. I hate that. That mentality is dangerous, it is selfish, and it is irresponsible. I have several family members who are especially vulnerable to this virus, and reports of even mild cases still sound really miserable. 
I am not trying to be an alarmist, but please, please exercise caution with your choices. Please practice social distancing as much as possible. And please try to limit the possibility of transmission to others as much as possible. You know, even if you're one of these folks who, who thinks this is all a big hoax, um, just that's fine for you. But if it's not, be mindful that, that people have been wrong about this sort of thing. Be mindful that your actions have consequences that go beyond you as an individual. Even if you are young and healthy and you don't believe that you will get sick from this disease, please don't do stupid things that might spread this and cause harm to other people. Um, the United States does not suspend travel from Europe lightly. That's not one of those things that we just randomly do from time to time. But that's exactly what the president just announced today. And, you know, President Trump, he has been criticized for not doing enough. And now he thinks it's a good idea to suspend travel from Europe. That's a big deal. I think that even includes goods from Europe. So, so that's going to have some pretty big ramifications. Um, be mindful of your actions. Exercise caution. For that reason, I'm actually going to hold off on promoting some of the meetings that I would generally promote. Uh, there are West Maui Community Plan meetings going on. If if you want to attend, just you know, don't don't stand too close to people. Um, my understanding is that you can get transmission from just having somebody who who has the virus breathe on you, even if they are asymptomatic. You could still get the virus from them. Um, one report that I was reading yesterday was explaining that the transmission rate is um, is essentially that that for each one person who is infected with the virus, they can be expected to infect two other people. Um, the median time before people even see symptoms is is I think five days, and as high as you know two weeks. Um, there there was a great article that I was reading earlier that had all sorts of just really fantastic charts and and data and it's it's on medium.com and it's called coronavirus why you must act now and it's by thomas pueyo p-u-e-y-o and it's really fascinating and if he's even you know somewhat correct in in his analysis of this situation, we, we should all be taking action now to minimize the potential damage. So if you can avoid travel, please do. Um, if you can do meetings via teleconference or something like that, I would recommend it. Um, I, I've stopped shaking hands with people. It might seem rude. I know we're a very loving bunch out here in Hawaii and we like to, to hug and stuff like that, but I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. We're, I'm taking a break from that. So please don't try and shake my hand. I don't want to seem rude. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, it's, it's impacting some of our personal choices. So because of my job, I really can't avoid going to community meetings. I can't avoid going to, to meetings with other folks. Um, but because I can't avoid that, uh, we, my wife and I, my, my wife is a teacher, so she also can't avoid 
being around groups of people. We've decided that we are not going to, to be visiting certain family members who might be particularly susceptible to this virus until we, we know more, until we have a sense of, of how much of a threat we could be to those people. And, you know, that's, that's a really small sacrifice but if it means potentially keeping somebody that we love from getting sick, it's a sacrifice worth making. So please be mindful. Um, sorry for, for just the solo episode today. I'll work on, on getting a good guest for you for next week. Um, I wanted to keep you all in the loop on the things that I'm tracking. If you have any questions, of course, please feel free to email me or call. My email is jason at ramaui.com. And even if, um, even if I'm not comfortable shaking your hand, I still am taking phone calls and emails and doing my job. And um, I'm here to serve. So everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and stay engaged. And thanks for listening. Take care.